Hey, hey, welcome to the Get the Acceptance Letter podcast. My name is Treasure Shields Redmond, and I help busy parents of college-bound teens secure top-tier education without massive debt. You've come to the right place if you are a parent who has a vision for their child's life that includes health, wealth, safety, and having them land at a college that honors their gifts and goals, all while keeping it debt-free. Sit back, enjoy, as I share some valuable tools and strategies with you that will help you get your kiddo into college and without crushing student loan debt. Hey, 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 everyone. How are you doing? I am so glad to be here with you. I am here for the scholarship talk live. I'm on um, the camera tonight looking a little crazy. You know what? My daughter turned 12 years old. She had a sleepover at a hotel, which means that I was up half the night too. Um, you know, just making sure that these 12 year olds stay safe. So because of that, I come to you today sans makeup, um, looking a little, a little real, R-E-A-L, real today. But I really, this is something that has been on my heart for a while now, and it came to a head because of an experience I had recently. But for those of you who are new to me, uh, my name is Treasure Shields Redmond, and I am known as the debt-free degree expert. I help busy parents of college-bound teens secure top-tier education without massive debt. And I do that at gettheacceptanceletter.online. So um, I, you know, wanted to talk about today how we can distinguish between college tasks that are sexy and that give a lot of good feelings to people versus college tasks that set you up to win, that set you up to secure a debt-free degree. And here is the experience I had that brought everything to a head. Like I said, I've been thinking about this for a while, but this is something recently that brought everything to a head for me. Um, a little over a week ago, a friend of mine contacted me about a mentee who was a high school senior, wanted to go to college, but uh, needed some guidance. So a little bit of background. My friend works in a city that has been abandoned by industry. And when a city is abandoned by industry, the illegal economy, economy rises up to fill in that gap. Because here's what we do know. Just because for generations, 
uh, a, a community has been encouraged to be part of the labor pool for manufacturing. And then when manufacturing leaves, that community still gets hungry and needs to eat and needs to sleep indoors um, <laughs> and needs electricity and light and, and, and heat and water. So the illegal economy has risen up to meet that gap. Um, it's a community that suffers from uh, the offshoot of that, you know, the illegal economy, uh, just like the legal economy, uh, uses uh, force to maintain its structures. Uh, if you steal something out of a store, they call the police and they will use force to maintain the structure there. Um, and this is what's happening on America's streets everywhere. Um, the illegal economy also relies on force to maintain its structures. And it takes the form of shootings and other types of violence. So suffice it to say, this young lady, my friend's mentee, is from a place where um, graduation rate isn't the greatest and college entrance and persistence rate isn't the greatest. So I meet her at a public library in this community. I sit down with this high school senior. Mind you, it is December. Um, and this high school senior has not completed the FAFSA, Free Application for Student Aid. And the reason she hasn't completed it is because there is confusion and discombobulation in her home. You know, the FAFSA is a federal accountability instrument. And colleges can't get money from the federal government and from the state governments unless they have a FAFSA filled out for every admitted student. The FAFSA is used to determine your estimated family contribution, EFC. So that is why parents all over the country, all over the U.S., every October 1st, sit down with a copy of their taxes and fill out the FAFSA along with their college bound team. And then that is how they decide how much free money you're going to get, the type of money you don't have to pay back. Well, this young lady uh, had a mother who, by my guess, was battling mental illness, addiction, or some combination. She was no longer living with her. She was living with her grandmother. And when you have a parent who isn't paying taxes, isn't present, you may or may not be uh, considered homeless, it makes it difficult to answer and fill out the FAFSA. Uh, unless you have someone like me who is uh, an expert in dealing with these kinds of situations. So I was able to rather quickly pull up the laptop, uh, go into her FAFSA and uh, help her to be able to fill it out and be able to click finish and submit on something she had not been able to click finish and submit on uh, for weeks since October, October, November, December. So uh, over two months, she um, had languished wondering how to complete the FAFSA. Um, and, you know, basically what happened was we got to a screen where I asked her, where it asked if you've ever been a ward of the state. And so she didn't really know what that meant. So I asked, have you ever been removed from your home? And she said, yes, a couple of times. 
So that allowed us to answer, yes, you've been a, a ward of the state or, the, or a ward of the court. And that opened up a portion of the FAFSA that allowed her to be listed as a kid who doesn't have to have their parents answer portion of the FAFSA. And that was really the key that unlocked it for her. She has two colleges in the area that she has her eye on. Both of them have conditionally accepted her, but they needed that FAFSA. Now, here's what I'm getting to regarding tasks that are sexy versus tasks that set you up to win. Um, this young lady was a member of a rather well-known college uh, um, nonprofit that is designed to help uh, first-generation college students get into college. And this nonprofit uh, operates in many cities and has a great reputation. Um, this particular branch of it, for some reason, hadn't helped her complete that FAFSA, hadn't followed up with her. And, you know, if I was sitting here with them, they might say, well, she didn't tell us. But here's the thing. If you're operating in the public schools as an after school program and a pullout program that pulls kids out to take them on college visits, then it seems like your purpose is to check off whether each of your program participants has completed the FAFSA through sight, through proof of looking at it because you are an educational nonprofit and that is your mission and vision to handle college access. And what I see what I've seen this organization do and other organizations that help students get into college is focus on tasks like college visits that are often attractive to donors and grant funders um, and that uh, have produced great photos and videos and produce a lot of goodwill um, and bonding experiences for groups of young people, uh, but ultimately are not the, you know, foot to the pedal of what gets you into college. So, Imagine that you are an 11th or a 12th grader. What should you be doing? Going to visit colleges is important. Of course it is. That's something that should be done on spring break or during the summers. And educational nonprofits often come in and fill in that gap in lots of cities. But if your kiddo is not making sure they have a good GPA, uh, taking the SAT or SAT prior to their senior years with the goal of getting their best score prior to their senior year, um, getting their parents on board with completing the FAFSA, whether that means getting taxes done that they've gotten an extension on or getting the paperwork together if their kid, if their parent is on SSI or disability, or getting the note from the truancy officer certifying that they're homeless, those things. Getting recommendation letters, right? Getting a conservative email address, writing essays in advance, 
Those are the types of things, the tasks that set you up to win. Signing up for scholarship platforms so that you receive a steady stream of scholarship ideas and opportunities. Taking on a college counselor, joining an affordable program like mine uh, so that you have someone who can give you um, that guidance to help you uh, put tasks in the correct order. Those are the sorts of items that set you up to win. These are the sorts of items that are sexy. College visit after college visit, especially to colleges that you know are uh, not going to fit what that young person needs, either the part of the country they're in, the level of selectivity, uh, the cost. Um, college visits should be purposeful after a list has been made of schools for your kiddo to target. You should not just be randomly showing up at different colleges in the U.S., the community that I introduced you to at the beginning of this talk about sexy tasks versus tasks that set you up to win is filled with students who don't have the greatest test scores, but may have a strong GPA. Uh, filled with students who don't have a lot of family support, uh, not because the will isn't there, but because the finances aren't there. So it's filled with the type of students who are going to need substantial financial aid. Thus, they need that organization there where the FAFSA is concerned. They need that organization there where getting a good test score and keeping their GPA up is concerned. Um, they are going to do well at schools that are medium to small size. Um, they need to be taught to also look at schools that are affordable uh, have a good safety school that isn't highly selective, but that is accredited and that has the program. I mean, that's another uh, facet right there, the program. If this child is saying that they want to be a nurse, then why are they going to schools that don't have BSNs in nursing? Why are they not considering colleges specific to nursing or the local community college, which um, leads to an affordable, uh, accessible way to become a nurse. If this kid is saying, I want to go into performance because I've been in band since middle school and now I'm the first chair trumpet, why are you taking them to schools that don't have any music scholarships? Right? So we need to be purposeful. Some of this stuff looks sexy. Having, you know, lots of especially black and brown kids in a beautiful group. You know, the kids, are they're so attractive. Their skin is shining in the sun in front of the university insignia. You know, for a lot of us, if being attractive was the measure, number one. But in life, it takes more than being attractive. All right. Um, so the college visits, that's one task that can become pointless if not... Um, you know, structured in a productive and non-aimless manner, right? Uh, some people take the um, 
the uh, high stakes test over and over again. That can become pointless and that can become a site of extreme anxiety and decreasing returns. So, you know, in, in, in several brown and black communities, there are these opportunities to take the SAT and the ACT for free. Um, you need to have purposeful uh, test prep in between the times that you take it. And I don't recommend taking it more than three times. So it can become, uh, you know, something that that gets too much attention. The test scores can get too much attention. Uh, and they can become a task that is, you know, oh, let's focus all this uh, energy on this SAT when this child has a strong GPA, great extracurriculars, and is near schools that are going to take that into account and isn't going to ding them so much for their SAT or ACT score. All right. Um, number three, um, you know, participating in um, activities that seem more geared toward um, the job world if someone is college bound. Look, if you are college bound, uh, is, it, is it valuable to know how to tie a tie, uh, to, to know how to shake a hand, look someone in the eye and have um, interview skills, um, and have some etiquette. Sure, that's valuable for any human. But when you do that at the expense of applying to colleges, filling out the applications, <laughs> then I question if you are hyper-concerned about certain kinds of respectability uh, and making sure that young brown and black men don't have on sagging pants, at the expense of, you know, to the exclusion of them sitting down, making an account on the Common App and applying to colleges or going to the college's website and filling out the application for the colleges. Because when they fill out the applications, which they should have done at the beginning of their senior year, then they will realize, oh, I need a copy of my transcript. Let me go to the office and get that. Or let me talk to the school about how they can get sent to this college. Oh, I need a couple of recommendation letters. Let me talk to my coach, my pastor, my English teacher, my science teacher, my history teacher, my math teacher, and get those recommendation letters. Oh, I need an essay. How do I write that? Who can I talk to to help me with that? And then they will be completing tasks that set them up to win, which moves them closer to getting an acceptance letter, which moves them closer to getting a financial aid award letter, which moves them closer to then making contact with someone in admissions or financial aid and asking them, can they improve that financial aid award letter? Not spending Saturday after Saturday learning how to tie a tie, shake a hand, look someone in the eye, uh, speak in standard English, um, all of these things. Are those valuable? Sure. But college is a character strengthening endeavor and they will receive enough positive reinforcement 
for the types of behaviors that some of us are spending a lot of our Saturdays on with, you know, certain groups. Um, We've really got to drill down to what gets you into college. Now, let's think about this, and I'm going to bring this to an end. If we were talking about 30-year-old human beings who needed to get a job, someone who needs to get a job shouldn't be going and visiting job sites ad nauseum. Someone who needs to get a job shouldn't be shopping for the perfect interview suit ad nauseum. (laughs) Someone who needs to get a job shouldn't be sitting in a group talking about how to behave on a job site ad nauseum. They need to be filling out applications, creating a resume, looking at their own skills, gifts, and goals, and deciding what is the most purposeful way I can spend my time so that I can get into um, a workplace expeditiously, quickly. Um, With these college tasks, some of this stuff is tangential. It's like, you know, stars and planets orbiting around the sun when we need to just dive into the heat. So I have finished talking about tasks that are sexy versus tasks that set you up to win. My name is Treasure Shields Redmond. I am looking forward to the new year and I know you are too. I hope you have a blessed transition and that the year provides you with every desire your heart contains. Contact me at gettheacceptanceletter.online and I will see you next time.